Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host and have a bunch of emails that you all sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com that we're going to get to. So excited to always sit down and chit chat with my girlies. And boy, oh boy, do I have a freaking story for you. Because I can't stop embarrassing myself. And I can't stop being humiliated. You thought COVID, COVID brain was bad last week? Please. Please. Okay. Let's get to the most embarrassing thing that's happened to me in quite some freaking time. I don't even know where to start with this story. So, okay. First of all, as a background, I it's freezing here in New York. Okay. And when it's cold, I'm not bringing my tushy outside. Okay. Also the past few months, I've been having a little bit of what I think is little seasonal depression. All right. Give me another couple months with this. I'll be on Lexapro. I guarantee you that, but it might be seasonal. So I don't know. Anywho, I've been having little, I'm seasonally depressed. Right. And it's freaking chilly outside. So if I don't, if I don't need to leave the house, I'm not leaving the house. And, um, this past week I didn't have much to do in the city just in the beginning of the week. And then like Wednesday, I was like, I'm staying home. I'm not leaving the house. And so (laughs) you guys, so I didn't leave from Wednesday night on. Okay. Uh, cause I had gone out for dinner with my friend on Wednesday and, uh, this is mortifying. So the building next door to my building has uh, pretty much the same address. Like it looks the same on paper. It's not the same address, but it looks very similar. So a lot of times deliveries will screw it up and they'll bring stuff from there over here or stuff from here over there, right? It happens with our mail. It happens with our stuff. It's just what happens. Um, Somebody had accidentally delivered to my apartment instead of the apartment next door, like the building next door rather, um, Popeye's chicken. Okay. And I didn't know this because I haven't walked out the fucking door. Okay. And (laughs) so the Popeyes was sitting out my door from Wednesday night on. And Friday, I get a call because my neighbor called in a wellness check for me because she thought that I, she thought that I fucking ordered Popeyes and then kicked the bucket. Okay. So it, So then I had to explain, (laughs) I had to explain, you know, no, I'm not dead. I just haven't left my house in three days because the food was delivered Wednesday night. I had the, by the way, it wasn't my name on the damn receipt, obviously. One thing about me is if if I order Popeye's, I mean the damn Popeye's, I I wouldn't leave Popeye's outside my freaking door. I would never forget that I ordered that. But the name was like uh, Aliyah or Alia or something like that. And um, so I said, no, look, this isn't mine. This is for like the building next door, but it was delivered on Wednesday night. So how fucking embarrassing you guys. Not someone thinking I die, but I was just chilling in my house watching sex on the fucking city. (laughs) It's like almost worse that I was like just in here for a few days. Stop. No, I can't because having to explain that and having to explain that to my doorman my poor doorman. He's like, yeah, you know, they just saw that the food was out there for a few days. I'm like, all right, enough, enough of that. 
But you guys, that really was embarrassing. I was hysterical fucking laughing for I've been hysterical laughing since it happened. I'm like, of course, this would happen to me. And I have to be like, no, I was just sitting in here relaxing, working from home. Can you imagine? But I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay, so that was embarrassing. You guys, that's worse than that's bad. That's bad. But I do appreciate and I love my neighbor for even checking in on me. The lady next door, she's so freaking cute. But like, I would probably have done the same thing. But like, it just wasn't my delivery. It just wasn't my delivery. I was just chilling. (laughs) I told Ashley that and she was like, girl, that's the funniest story I've ever heard. I'm like, I can't. Uh, Anywho. All right. Let's get to some of these emails that you guys sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Okay. And let's start off. Help me. I'm turning 30 FMK B-Day edition included. Hi, Carly. If you're reading this on February 6th and it's my 30th birthday. Oh, well, happy birthday. Your birthday is going to be, I'm recording this on the 5th. So happy birthday when you hear this, because this is coming out on the 6th. Um, I, I'm having such an issue with turning 30 and feeling like I'm getting old. I feel like I'm hyper aware of how much older I am than my coworkers when I used to always be the only young one feeling left out uh, of date and out of style, et cetera, like classical millennial over here. Um, Another issue I have is I just don't feel like I am where I want to be in life or where I thought I would be by the time I was 30. Unpopular opinion, but I have this deep desire to have a baby. Like I literally can't even watch cute TikToks about babies without bursting into tears. My husband is hesitant about wanting to start a family. However, I did just stop taking birth control this month as I want to clear out my system and get my cycle back in check. I haven't had a period in years, which I don't feel is normal. I told my husband I was stopping birth control and he said, well, I'll just pull out then. He literally only pulled out once in the last three weeks. He hasn't pulled out at all. We have sex almost every single day and he's aware that I'm not taking birth control, but is yet, but yet he is coming inside of me. Okay. Uh, I don't want him to be in a position where I can't get pregnant, but he's not ready at the same time. I feel like he's fully aware of what he's doing. We never talk about getting pregnant or anything like that, but if I did end up pregnant, I would still feel nervous as hell to tell him what the hell do I think about this? Any advice to a girly who is having a quarter life crisis and entering her thirties? Love you. Kiss your right on the lips, 30 flirty and thriving. Um, and then she has a birthday. Fuck, Mary kill. Oh my God. One of the things in here is so embarrassing. So we'll do that at the end of the episode. You know, here's the thing. If he's not pulling out, he, uh, I would, I wouldn't even say anything to him about it because then what's going to happen when you do get pregnant, you're going to say, Hey, I'm pregnant. He's going to say, well, how the hell did that happen, sir? Sir, you know how it happened. Cause I told you I wasn't on birth control and you were still shooting up the club. Okay. So I don't know what to tell you. If I were you, I would just, Hey girl, let him keep doing what he's doing. And you, you he's going to put a baby in you. Okay, and we're excited for that. We need a little tiny baby walking around. How freaking cute is that? Uh, I understand what you're saying about having kind of like a a crisis when you turn 30. I I will say it seems so much scarier than it actually is, because I remember, girl, the way that I like thought 30 
because society makes us feel like women in their thirties, like, Oh my God, these poor women, they're in their thirties. Like, are you kidding me? The thirties are your best years. And anytime somebody would ever tell me that I was like, Oh, shut up. You old, you old crazy bitch. (laughs) Right. But telling you it really, it really, really is going to be the best years of your life. I promise you that. Okay. Um, I understand where you're coming from with worrying so much about, oh, I thought I was going to be here. I thought I was going to be doing this when I was 30 and all of that stuff. Yeah. We never really know where life's going to take us. You just got to go with the flow. You know, as much as we plan and we can do certain things by a certain date or age or time, there's really so much that's out of our control. And all that matters is that you're happy and that's it. That's it. Everything else, you're still young. Everything else can fall into place. You could, you know, start changing things that you want to change and move forward in that way. But I felt that way too. When I turned 30, I was like, oh, like literally can't find a man to save my fucking life. And I'm 30 years old. And when I was young, I thought I would be married by 30. Girl, not even that. When I was young, I thought I was going to get married when I was 22. (laughs) See, now I don't know what I was. I don't know now about now about that. I don't know what the hell was going through my gosh darn mind. But if you would have asked me when I was 17 years old, 18 years old, I was like, yeah, 22. I'll be I'll be married for two years already. It's like, what? Anywho. Things change. Things don't happen when we think they're going to happen. And it's totally fine that way. That's okay. Enjoy what you got when you got it. Right. Enjoy where you're at. But I get it. I get it. I think, uh, I don't know. I just, you couldn't pay me to be in my twenties again, you know, at least, especially in my early twenties. I I'm not interested in that type of vibe. I look at people in their in their early 20s, like if I'm out and I see a 22 year old, I'm like, you literally just graduated preschool. It's insane how young you are. And that's gross. And I need you to get away from me because you're too young. You're 22. That's insane. Oh, okay. You guys support for today's episode comes from let's get deep from the creators of what do you mean let's get deep is the hottest game for couples you can grab your man and take turns asking each other fun and sexy questions learn all about your plus one with questions like what's your go-to snack at the movies what's your biggest turn on what is the sexiest thing about me now i'm gonna have to play this game on every first date i go on because i'm always trying to get people to profess their love to me and to tell me that i'm the cutest the cutest little peach they ever did see okay i love it And also the go-to snack of the movies obviously is popcorn with extra butter and snacks inside the popcorn, like little special surprises, chocolate surprises. But that that's more first date conversation. Um, If you want to make things extra spicy, you can grab the After Dark expansion pack. It'll be the climax of your date night. You see what I did there? Perfect for an intimate setting or for a party, whether you're dating, married, friends with benefits, or if you're just trying to seal the deal, this game will bring you closer. You're in luck because they have an exclusive offer for my girlies. For a limited time, you get 20% off with the code secret when you go to whatdoyoumeme.com slash let's get deep and use code secret. Again, to get 20% off, you can go to whatdoyoumeme.com slash let's get deep and use code secret. So let's get deep literally 
okay? We also have our baby girls and our baby boys over at BetterHelp. When life gets you feeling overwhelmed, working with a therapist can make you prepared to take on life. You guys know I'm an advocate for mental health. I think it's the most important thing. If you feel good in your mind, you feel good in your body, you do things to better yourself. I think BetterHelp is such a great thing. Um, and I and I love that you can do it from the comfort of your own home. I think a lot of times when people have anxiety, and I know I've said this before, but I really do feel this way, just the act of getting dressed and leaving and going somewhere can add so much more to that anxiety. But being able to just do it remotely from home is such a game changer. BetterHelp is the therapy option that is convenient, flexible, and affordable. It's completely online. You fill out a questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge super easy. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash secret keepers. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash secret keepers. Um, all right. Let's get to this next one. This says, whoa, hit you right in the face. After listening to today's potty about the trash men getting mad at someone for getting hurt on a first date, I felt like I had to share. Okay. So this is in reference to um, last week's episode, right? I've been with my partner now for six years and we have two, two sweet little babies together on our first date. He asked me to go hiking Ugh. while I enjoy hiking. I am painfully uncoordinated. He took me to a really beautiful state forest and rolled a few joints to smoke while we were in the woods. Once I was sufficiently stoned, I legit walked right into a pine tree. <laughs> Uh, the branches hit me right in the forehead. Naturally, I'm trying to play it off. Like it was no big deal. He kept asking me if I was all right. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. It didn't even hurt. He finally says, okay, but your head is bleeding. Not me walking around looking like I had just gotten acupuncture in my gosh darn forehead. We were laughing uncontrollably while he was blotting blood off my face. He wasn't scared away. It does. He does love to bring it up. Uh, anytime we take a wooded adventure, love you so much. Oh my God. That is so funny bleeding from the head bleeding from your skull on a first date is like a whole new level (laughs) how cute is that I don't know I kind of like that I kind of like that I remember hearing this story this was like years ago I remember I was doing this like dating show or something like that and people were submitting their craziest first date stories and this girl had sent in this email that was like the craziest story I ever freaking heard she pretty much went on a first date and okay. So she was going, she wasn't even going on a first date. She met this guy online and he was going to come over her house and they were going to hook up. Right. She's never met this guy before. And right before he gets there, um, like she had said, like, she's like, I'm going to jump in the shower, like come in or something like that. And I'm paraphrasing here, but like, I don't know exactly what she said, but she pretty much left her door unlocked or something. And she was like, I'm going to jump in the shower. Maybe they had been talking for a long time. I don't fucking know. Um, but by the way, that's insane. By the way, the girlies, we're going to take some notes and not to do that. We're going to not do that. But she jumps in the shower and she had a glass shower door and it just randomly shattered all over, like all over the place. And she was like bleeding. Cause sometimes glass like does that. I remember that happened to one of my friends. She was like, literally my shower door just like exploded. Oh, it's so scary. But the glass explodes all over her. Either he had walked in or maybe, I don't know, he was at the door or something like that. And 
she answers the door literally covered in blood with like shards of glass all over her. And he took her to the fucking hospital. (laughs) This is like a Tinder date. He took her to the hospital and they're still together, you know, till till what whenever it was that I read this. They had been together for like years, but that was their first date and she got really hurt. She had to get all the shards of glass taken out. Imagine that being a first date. You know what? If he wanted to, he would. If he wanted to take me to the ER on a first date, he would. But I I never forget that story. I think about that all the time. Uh, okay. And you want to know what? I would love to hear if by some chance someone is listening to this that knows the that person in the story or is that person in the story? Please let me know. All right, let's see. This says bridal party scaries. Hello, Queen Carly, Robert and Stanley. Thank you so much for the podcast. Makes me literally so happy. Oh, thank you so much. And thanks for always being so real, babes. XOXO. Thank you for reading this novel on the pod if you do, but girl, I need some help. Okay, so I'm getting married in a little under two months to a perfect angel man who treats me like an actual princess. I could go on and on about how incredible he is, but that's a story for another time. I need advice on what to do with his side of the bridal party. A little backstory here. We have nine standing up on each side of the bridal party. Yes, I know that's a lot, but we're close with a lot of friends and family. We decided to have a joint bachelor bachelorette party because some of our friends have never met before. And it's a perfect fun opportunity that everyone can meet before the wedding. It's also important to note that six out of the nine guys in the bridal shower have never even attended a single wedding in their life. The three guys who are who have are in my family, my brother and my two cousins, a.k.a. the king of the guys group. (laughs) Uh, Important note, anything negative mentioned has nothing to do with them because they are perfect and cooperative. So basically, his friends standing up are clueless when it comes to the to weddings for reference one of his friends asked if he needed to take the whole day off work or if he could still work a half a day on our wedding day like dude this is not a dinner reservation this is our wedding please take the whole day off i picked out an airbnb and put a down payment on my credit card so that we could get this party on the books i texted all of my girls and my fiance texted all of his guys to make sure that they're aware of the weekend and so that it would so that they would be able to save the date once we got closer to the date of the party, we planned to text everyone and let them know how much they would owe and give a deadline for them to pay by. As the date starts getting closer and closer, my amazing sister-in-law and maid of honor started making the itinerary and planning out the weekend and keeping some of it as a surprise for me. My sister-in-law made it clear to me that I have nothing to worry about and they're on it. All of the planning, decor, and activities have been figured out thanks to my angel girlies in my bridal party. We're about two months until the date of the party and wanted to start letting everyone know how much they would owe so we can start receiving payment. All of my girls actually responded and confirmed that that they were in when we informed everyone after booking, but a couple of my fiance's friends simply just never responded. We basically took that as a yes because they never said that they couldn't go. My fiance and I texted our side to the bridal party with all the details. My fiance also mentioned in a text that the guys would have to go in for their suit fitting by a certain date and that the payment is due at the time of the fitting. We made sure to give all of the bridal party a month in advance with all this information. So of course, all my girls paid me almost right away. My fiance's on the other side, uh, two of his friends, let's call them boy A and boy B, didn't even acknowledge the text with all the information at all. And the others just kind of said, all right, cool, but haven't paid yet. 
we're coming up on a week before we told the guys that the payment was due and that their suit fittings needed to be done. Let me just say the Airbnb is 150 a person and the suit rental is 200. If you're a 26 year old man and can't come up with that money, I'm a little concerned for you. I understand we're in pricey times now, but we are literally paying for a wedding. I told me, I told my fiance to set a reminder text to the guys uh, a week out so that we had peace of mind knowing that these men were actually going to go to their suit fittings because that was most important, but also have the decency to answer the text message. So my poor fiance doesn't have to stress. He literally had to add uh, at the end of the second reminder text, please respond. So I know you saw this and I don't have to stress out. Like, why does my fiance have to hunt these men down for a simple answer? At this point, I'm getting so fed up because my fiance is amazing and doesn't deserve the added stress on top of everything else. Don't get me wrong. His friends are all great people and I do enjoy their company, but they really lack common sense and respect. It just seems like they could care less about such an important once in a lifetime event. I know that they don't understand how weddings are, but ask around, ask your parents, ask your girlfriend. So my fiance found out by another guy in the bridal party that boy A was complaining about the money and said he just didn't respond to my fiance because he quote unquote is very tight financially right now. Carly, I swear it gets worse. We finally got a response from boy B saying he will go to his fitting, but unfortunately he can't make it to the bachelor party because quote unquote, he's uncomfortable that there will be other women there that he can't bring his fiance with. But if they decide to do anything with just the guys, he's a hundred percent down. What? Carly, I can't even make this shit up. Like why does boy B's own fiance not trust him and allow him to go celebrate his friends who are getting married without her. By the way, we have such a big bridal party and not enough space to invite everyone's significant others, but we shouldn't have to. Also, Boy B's fiance definitely snatched his phone and typed that out for him. I just know it. It's so embarrassing. Agree. I will try my best to wrap this up, but I'm so frustrated and upset by how difficult these guys are making this wedding and the events that go into it. The bridal party should make the bride and groom less stressed, not more stressed. We now have to cover the cost of boy B because his fiance won't allow him to go without her. I guess I want to know how you would feel in this situation or if any of the girlies have had similar experiences. Anyway, I love you. And I screenshotted a photo of your insanely bright white Christmas tree. You post it on Insta and I look at it whenever I'm sad. Oh, and then she posts, wow, your engagement photos are beautiful. Is that in Tulum, Mexico? Beautiful, gorgeous, stunning. What a cute couple. Ooh, your hair is great. Uh, okay. So this kind of sucks, right? Anytime we hear stuff like this, it's so unfortunate because your wedding is like the most exciting day of your life. It's such a special day and people just sometimes I don't think they intentionally do it, but sometimes people fucking ruin it. Right. And if I were you or in this situation, I would just make my fiance call them on the phone and say, Hey man, what's going on? What's going on? Call this guy on the phone that said he doesn't have the money. And that told somebody else he doesn't have the money and say, Hey man, like what's the deal? This is my wedding. This is an important day to me. Um, let's, let's get the, what's, what's going on. I was going to say, let's get with the program. That's what I meant to say. But you know, first of all, this other guy's fiance saying like, I don't want you around other girls. I'd rather you go out with just the boys. Can I tell you something? What does she now? What, what does she think that the men are doing by themselves? I would rather my girlies be there. I would rather my girlies be there. Okay. What does she think the men are going to do by themselves? Honestly, 
Also, even if that is the scenario, like if she really was like, I don't feel comfortable around you other women, first of all, they shouldn't get married because that's insane. But to me, it's like he should have never told you that he should have just said money's a little tight right now. But regardless, both of these guys should have mentioned this in the beginning of the of, of all the planning. You know, it's OK. Of course, it's like, listen, if you would have saved fifty dollars a week, you could have saved more and more than enough money to take care of the expenses when we first invited you to the fucking party. But men are really like, honestly, it's like having it's like kids sometimes. But yes, they should have saved. Yes, they should be more prepared. But I just feel like some of them just really are just like on another planet. But the girlies get it. The girlies get it. Right. They pay. They you tell them what to do. They're going to do it. They're going to show up in their little outfits and they're going to have a they're going to have a great time. Um, but men will pay at the last minute. They don't know what size they are. They don't know that they have to wear dress shoes. I mean, it's literally like it's it's almost as if sometimes it, sometimes it's like men are like aliens that they sent down to Earth to like observe us. And they're just trying to blend in. Right. They're just trying to blend in, but they don't know what the fuck's going on. Right. And that's some of them. I know it's a broad stroke, but it's some of them. Um, but I would just have your husband call him one on one. And if he can't do it, then it is what it is. But uh, girl, I'm probably a bad person to ask this question to because I would just tell the guy, then don't come. If it's going to be such an inconvenience for you, you know, then don't come. Because really, at the end of the day, anyone that's like fucking up your day doesn't need to come. You're not even going to notice if they're there or not. It's not about them. It's about you and it's about your fiance. And it's about spending time with your friends and family that want to be there and aren't going to give you a hard time. Like, that's so ballsy. I hate when people have balls like that. Um, keep us posted on that. But I would just I would just have him call them. You know, there's no need to be like tiptoeing around someone like the guy's being fucking rude. Sorry, I had to hit my vape after that. We also what a week we're having today. We also have Osea, which you already know how I feel about Osea. I'm an Osea stan. Cracked and dry skin used to be the price of going out in the winter. Thanks to Osea, your skin can stay hydrated all year long. Osea is a one-stop shop for clean, nourishing, clinically proven products for both your face and your body. I have been, this is one of these things I will always repurchase. I started using them from the podcast, but I repurchased from them several times. I got my mom's stuff and my mom was hooting and hollering when I gave her this stuff for Christmas. Because this is like, this stuff is no joke. It is really good. And especially in the wintertime, if I don't have nice stuff on my skin, I swear I'm itchy like crazy. Uh, but this stuff really works. It is clinically proven to approve the, improve the appearance and the skin's elasticity by firming and tightening with products that are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, climate-neutral, enriched with seaweed, and made in California. Osea makes it easy to achieve your skincare goals. Start the new year fresh at, with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. And right now, they have a special discount just for my girlies. Uh, you can get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SECRET at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order. You know we love free samples in this house. And free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code SECRET for 10% off. And you guys, you guys, 
we also have athletic greens. This, this is a week, you guys. Okay? Why take a bunch of different things when you could just get one scoop of powder and mix it in water once a day? That's my question for you. AG1 by Athletic Greens is the morning jumpstart you need. You just scoop, shake, and have alongside your morning coffee or your OJ. I love Athletic Greens. I've been taking it for the last couple of weeks since they have sent me some. I really, really enjoy it. It tastes good. It tastes like kind of like pineapple, a little bit of vanilla situation going on in there. Really easy. One, two, three, it's down, and it has all of your vitamins and minerals. It's packed with 75 vitamins and minerals for a major boost to your mood, gut, mood, your gut, your mood, your energy, and your skin, hair, and nails. If you're looking for an easier way to take your supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash secretkeepers. That's athleticgreens.com slash secretkeepers. Check it out. This one says, um, help, I have no friends. Hi, Carly and the Sweet Kitten Boys. I wrote back a while ago that I was a copywriter who didn't know whether to stay at my boring remote job with good pay or take lower paying in an office job at a cool lingerie brand. Well, update, a better fully remote opportunity came along from a brand that you love. Um, oh, and then she says the brand. Ooh, I do love them. And now I'm writing great copy and ads for a brand that I really believe in. So lately I've been thinking about, and I don't know what put this into my head, like, People always ask all the time, like, what would you do if you didn't do the thing that you do? Like, what would you do for a living? Right. And I decided last week, I told my friends, I said, I would have been a flight attendant because I think that's a really fucking great job. I think it's a really cool job. And my friend was like, really? She's like, I don't know if I can handle it. It's too much moving around, you know, blah, blah. I said, hell no, girl. I want to be, I want my damn wings. So I would be a flight attendant. But I also think, copywriting, do I know exactly what it is? The answer is no. But do I want to do that for a living? The answer is yes. Because it seems cool. But anywho, okay. She says, okay, I have a different dilemma. Why is making friends as an adult so hard? Me and my fiance are very nomadic. We've lived everywhere in the last few years from Hawaii to Brooklyn to the West Coast for a quick stint. So it's hard to keep friends I make close. However, lately it feels like I have none. All of my closest girlies either live in a different coast or in a different country. And all the friendships I've made in my five years in New York have all sort of just fizzled out. For a backstory, last year I got pregnant and was very sick and had a lot of complications that led to my pregnancy ending in the second in the second trimester. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. During that time, I lost a lot of friends who I considered close because they were unable to go out on the weekends because I was so sick. It was like I got pregnant and couldn't be the fun social girly anymore and nobody wanted to hang out with me. I even had one quote unquote friend stop talking to me and unfollow me on Instagram because I couldn't go away for her birthday because I was out because I was in and out of the ER. Oh my God, what a piece of shit with pregnancy issues. Um, at the end of the day, I'm glad those friendships are over, but I can't help sometimes feel like it's me. I love my fiance and the chats and FaceTimes I have with my girls overseas and far away, but it really can get lonely. I just miss chitty, I just miss chitting and chatting over some wine with ladies. Um, anyway, I love you and appreciate your insight on different problems that and issues the girlies are having. Thank you so much for reading. Oh, well, I'm so, first of all, love you too. And second of all, I'm sorry that that 
happen to you. The whole situation is a nightmare. And it says a lot about a group of friends if they won't be there when you're going through something tough in your life. So you're definitely better off without them. I don't know if that's, you know, helpful to think about. I think it is, but you're better off without those friends because I mean, what type of selfish person is like, you can't come to my birthday party. Also, what are we doing? Like, is that really the thing? You can't get mad at someone because they can't make it somewhere. You just can't. I don't know. I just feel like, listen, if they just like randomly like cancel on you last minute or they like bail on you because better plans came up, that's like a whole, there are definitely different scenarios. But if you're in and out of the ER and your friend's like, please just like, I need you to come to my birthday party. Are you fucking crazy? That's insane. Uh, God, people are, people are the worst sometimes, but I get where you're coming from. It definitely is hard to make a group of girlfriends. And especially if you're moving around a lot, I, I get it. I get it. It's not easy. I think we always talk about, um, like ways to make friends and, I think, I don't know where you're living now, but I think like the best thing that we've come up with is if you're not going to do like Bumble BFF, if you want to meet people in person, I think like to join a class or a club or some type of, if you like, you know, extracurricular activities like hiking and whatever it is, I think like to join a group of people that are like-minded that will really help you. Um, even like a book club, some type of thing like that. It could be really good. And I think that right now you need support, you know, cause you've been through a lot. You need, you need your girlies, you need your family and your friends. So I think like just putting yourself out there is the first step. And then you meet people that, that like the same things as you, you know, it's kind of like a built-in activity to do regardless. Or if you know anybody, if you work with anyone, oh no, because you work remote. See, that's also a thing. Working remote, it, it kind of like, um, we don't realize that it's such a social thing, right? To like get up and go to work and see the same people every day and have just those like human interactions. It could be very isolating working from home. Take it from me. My neighbor called in a wellness check. <laughs> My neighbor, my neighbor thought I was dead after I ordered Popeyes. So, you know, I get it, girl. But I think that's the best thing you could do is join a little group, join a little crew. Do you like painting? Do you like knitting? Do you like reading or cooking or pottery? Try, try something like that. Um, okay, let's see. This one says embarrassing. Hey, Carly found this podcast in the middle of 2020 and just caught up on the live episodes. Have no idea what to do with myself. Thank you so much for making me laugh. Oh, well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, some, some, something embarrassing that I thought of today. Uh, when you go to ship a package at UPS or FedEx and they ask you what's in it, I don't know why I immediately turn red and my mind goes blank as I try to describe in the coolest way whatever dumb shit I'm sending my friend that lives out of state. I hope you're having a wonderful day since I know you like pics attached. I have a picture of my dog, Stanley. Oh, uh, he is so annoying. I love him so much. It must be a Stanley thing. I want a cat, but I can't get one because he will eat it. Oh, yeah, he looks like he would eat a cat. No, he's so cute. He's so cute. Oh my God. Dogs and cats. Oh, 
wait, I'm scrolling through the pictures. How freaking adorable. That is embarrassing. Girl, that is embarrassing. What if you have like butt plugs in there too? Like, hey, what's in this? Uh, Is that really your business lady that works at UPS? I think they just want to make sure it's not like lithium batteries or aerosol cans or whatever. What are lithium batteries? I don't know, but I know that they're dangerous and, they, and when they're not allowed on airplanes or what? Here's what I don't understand. And, and please, 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 somebody, please tell me the answer to this. Please, I'm begging you. If you bring like, um, you know, those luggages that like charge your phone, like an away luggage or something, they have like a port in them that has like a box, uh, like a, like a charger that you charge and then you can put it in the luggage and then it can charge your phone or whatever else, right? When you go to get on a plane, they're like, you need to take out the battery for the luggage, right? Because it's, I guess, a lithium battery. So you, so you have to take it out of the bag, but then you still get on the fucking plane and you have the lithium battery in another, like in your purse or some shit like that, in your backpack, in your purse. So what's the difference? It's still on the fucking plane. <laughs> Am I crazy? Am I crazy? Because I don't think I am. Because they don't throw away the lithium battery, right? It's still on the plane elsewhere. Just leave it in the luggage, no? Listen, you guys. I don't know. All right, let's do this one. This one says, sometimes shit doesn't crap in. Hey, Carly and Robert and Stanley. Today, I bring you a story of two lives saved by shit crap and stories that the girlies have so generously shared the years here in the Secret Keepers Club. Last week, I was staying at my boyfriend's house on Wednesday night. It had been a busy week at work. I had gone out to dinner with my brother the night before. I met a potential mentor for coffee the previous morning, and I cooked dinner for my parents that night. I was tired, but also happy with lots of good things to share. And I just love hanging out with my man. We went for to Ikea for a while, then went home to sleep. Before we went to bed, I noticed my stomach hurt. I figured I was just nervous or stressed or overwhelmed and then went to bed. I woke up an hour later sweating with awful cramps. I thought, am I about to throw up? Now, Carly, I haven't thrown up since I was a child. I'm so afraid of it because it has always been so awful for me, so I avoided it at all costs. I couldn't believe it when I actually ran down the hallway to the bathroom and absolutely was went full exorcist on the toilet. It was just as awful as I imagined it would be, but I did feel some relief after. After I went to bed, I told my boyfriend what happened and he said he was glad I felt better. Then it got worse. I threw up every hour until about 5 a.m. Oh, that sucks. I'm so sorry. Uh, and had puked up absolutely everything I had in me. I got an hour of sleep before my man had to get up for work. Then when I awoke, I absolutely, hold on. Oh, I realized that probably meant I was done throwing up. Hooray. Then I felt a fart coming in, but girlies, let me tell you, I have learned things from you secret keepers. I went to the bathroom instead of letting a fart out and thank God I did <laughs> and continued to go to the bathroom for a couple hours. Stop. However, I avoided accidentally liquid pooping my pants in front of my boyfriend's bed because I couldn't help but think, is this about to be my shit crappens? So thank you. <laughs> All for sharing your stories and teaching me that sometimes we have no control over the what we toot out. I never uh, knew how deceptive a poop could be until I heard all of you brave souls sharing this knowledge with me. If I had learned anything here, it's that you can't always trust your farts. <laughs> I love that. That's the. <laughs> I love that. That's the uh, little little chunk of knowledge that you take with you. Uh, hey, 
it's a life lesson. I'll tell you that much right now. Um, and that calluses are hot and that men are children. In case anyone was wondering, I think I identified the source of food poisoning. I was worried that it was the meal I had cooked. I never cook. And I, so I was so embarrassed that I may have accidentally poisoned myself. And the first time I cooked a pork loin. However, my parents weren't sick and my brother eventually did have some GI issues that week. So we think it was the dinner we ate together, which is sad because it was truly so delicious. Oh, that is so damn funny, girl. See, we learn a lot. We're doing the the Lord's work over here in Secret Keepers Club. Um, Okay, let's do the fuck, Mary kill, the happy birthday, fuck, Mary kill. People singing happy birthday to you, opening gifts in front of anyone. I'm sorry, opening gifts in front of everyone. When someone tells the restaurant it's your birthday and the staff gathers around you to sing while the whole restaurant is staring, girl, that I, my friend did that to me on my birthday this past year. And I said, girl, I literally hate you. I'm like, this is the worst thing ever. Um, okay. So I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to kill the restaurant singing to you. Cause it's humiliating. All of this shit is embarrassing. I guess I'll marry opening gifts in front of everyone because it's like I at least I'm getting some type of joy because I'm getting to open the gifts. And then I guess I'll fuck people singing happy birthday to you because that could be cute, I guess. I don't know. But I'm definitely you got to kill the restaurant staff singing. Anywho, you guys, I love you. I hope you have a great week. I hope you uh, stay warm if you're out here on the East Coast because it's chilly as hell. And we love you so much. And we'll see you next week. Bye.